Okay, we're gonna go into a chaotic start because Lena just told us that she's studying abroad for five months. Yeah, um, I thought I mentioned it, but I did not. Well, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Like, I, so it's a requirement for my major, actually, to have, like, a quote-unquote international experience. So they have a bunch of, like, partner programs and stuff that you can apply to. And so I got accepted way back in, like, November. And it was just kind of like, oh, like, it's just far away. Like, I don't have to think about it right now. Which is why I'm not back in school yet. I would be back at school now if I was in school. But up until, like, a week ago, I was actually not sure that I was going to go. I was maybe going to pull out of the program. So that's why... That's why I didn't mention it, I don't think. Because it wasn't it wasn't totally certain yet. Because I was like, I might end up just, like, not going. So our infrequent podcasting might become a tad more infrequent. I don't know. The timing <laughs> might even work out better. Who knows? Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I know that we don't post that often. And that, like, so- there's a podcast I listen to that they've only been going for, like, two years. And they're four seasons into the show that they're watching. And I was like, yeah, we've been going for about three years and we're five seasons in because we post less frequently because we used to post once a week. Got, like, only during a pandemic where you're locked in your house can you record a podcast once a week. When we would watch the episode and then that night do the mini-sode and the full episode. What the fuck were the, we thinking? Okay, the podcast that you're listening to, though, is it a 30-minute show or is it a whole hour? It's about episode. an hour. It's okay. the Psych Rewatch podcast. Oh, wait, so psych episodes are about an hour? Psych episodes are about an hour, yeah. Okay, okay. It couldn't have happened, like, in any other scenario. Like, we all had to have not been working and just been in our homes all the time. Like, shit was crazy. And now we, like, all work and you're going to England and, like... And, yeah, of course we only post once a month. Who has time to do that? No, okay, seriously. Plus, so... it's like Shameless is literally not airing anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, I still love it, but yeah, I'm not. It's having. I mean, it's not at the forefront of my life. In a positive chaos context, um, so Philly just won its way into the Super Bowl. I heard. Yeah, Rob McElhenney uh, fucking insane. He was at the game in the parking lot tailgating at eleven o'clock in the morning, watching Wrexham on a TV. And in then Philly? He went, in Philly. They're literally filming Sonny right now. He's yeah. back in LA right now. He flew to Philly, tailgated and watched the Wrexham game in the parking lot. And then they, and that ended in a draw. He went inside, he watched the Eagles game. He celebrated, he got on a plane and he's back filming Sonny right now. So he's crazy. <laughs> so he's crazy. <laughs> um... Good chaos. I heard something, 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 the Winchesters. People were talking on Tumblr about it. What about the Winchesters? Something, something, photo. Photo of yeah. Dean. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the but best. They, okay, but they edited on. Sam out? I wanted to know they what sure the- They sure fucking did. They sure fucking did. Sam's okay, in that so original photo. He is. It's a screenshot from the original series. It's Dean and Sam getting out of the Impala. This couldn't have been a clearer of Jensen being like, and you were have actually nothing to do with this show. He, no, because it's like you couldn't have used picture. any other photo. <laughs> he could have taken another, like he has baby. He could drive to anywhere. They could have taken another picture. No, they so chose funny. one that they had to edit him out of. <laughs> so funny. 
Winchester a birthday party, Lena. I heard about that. He's sick in the head. <laughs> and I know, I know you heard. I took quite the L. Uh, dude, last time when we recorded was this news out. Workaholics movie got pulled. I know. I'm so sorry. Unbelievable. Five weeks out of fi- ahead of filming. It's crazy. Oh, it's nothing so sacred sorry. anymore. <laughs> oh. I know. I was so mad. That project was announced like over two years ago. And even on their podcast, they had been like hyping it up. Like, like they were like, oh, we finished writing or they were talking like, oh, we're going to start shooting in a month. Like we went, we went down to the stages today, like blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, and they literally just canceled it. Oh, that's like, so I rough. So, I feel so bad for them. Yeah. I feel like you can't get invested in any TV show anymore or any movie because they're just like, boop, actually, it doesn't exist. No, it was crazy. Well, and it was like Paramount Plus. Are you serious? But then this was fucking funny. One of the guys is in a new Paramount Plus movie that's coming out in February. And the this was some serious PR, like, fuckery. Um, well, so first of all, they had they had Adam Devine announce that it was canceled because Adam Devine has, like, three million followers or whatever. So, like, yeah. hopefully he could get some hype for it. But they released their statement on the movie being canceled the same day that the trailer for this Paramount Plus, like, original movie that this other guy is, like, third billing. Like, he's he's a main character, is in. Yeah. That trailer, like, dropped. And he posted on his story, and he was like, I'm really fucking pissed, but, like, just ignore me. Like, I have to promote this movie contractually. Like, he literally said, um, I think a trailer's about to drop, like, now for a movie that I'm in on Paramount Plus, so just ignore my about face promoting that. Think about it like when your parents grounded you and you called them stupid, but they also already put you in a movie with funny, hardworking people that you really like and want to support. <laughs> so then he reposted the trailer like on- onto his grid with just the most obvious like copy pasted caption. Just like his publicist yeah. was like, you need to say this. And he turned comments off. <laughs> on the post he turned the comments off i was like girl i'm dying like, <laughs> you're messy i was laughing <laughs> that is oh we also haven't spoken since jeremy allen white won a golden globe oh my god yeah okay you know there's a there's a dumois i know not to trust dumois but there's a dumois rumor that him and addison are splitting maybe whoa yeah well because there was something that was like let me see if I can find the post. It was like, I don't, I don't believe it, but. <laughs> okay. Now I'm recording. Hey, podcasters, <laughs> you didn't hear from me hey, for the first five minutes of this, <laughs> hey, this first five minutes of this episode, because my dumbass did not turn on my microphone. It's a shame because so Evan really praised me for the hard work we put in when we did three I know, episodes I really a week. did. I, yeah, no, I had a lot of goddamn <laughs> things to say. All right, I'm just going to reiterate it. Uh, we were talking about season 11. I just said Amanda was a badass, and so were we for getting episodes done in less than 48 hours and having it uploaded tw- 12 hours after it was airing. So, uh, disappointed at myself. Anyways, I just got scared shitless because there was a shooting on my street literally 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> but and everything is, is okay. There... So, I just saw what it was. There was a uh like a car crash and then altercation and then Personal shots were fired. Oh, okay yeah. some dude that got in an act a crash yeah. so it wasn't okay. but at the same time like i was getting more 
not reassurance, obviously, because something bad happened, but I was getting more reassurance thinking that it was inside the apartment. No, even worse, it was in the parking lot right where I was standing there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so. I'm back for good. This is going to be a shit show because. <laughs> so there's, what, what happened? What did I miss? There's a rumor that, I mean, I, like, let's put this out here. I don't believe this, but there is a rumor that Jeremy Allen White and Addison are like either like on the rocks or splitting because apparently, I guess, I don't, I'm just, this is all from memory because I can't find the post right now, but at the Golden Globes, so they went together to the Golden Globes, he was wearing his wedding ring and she wasn't. And that's true. I, I did see photos to confirm that. That is true. There is some... I didn't see any red carpet photos of them together. Was she on that with she him or no? She did take some photos with him on the carpet. Um, but there's some rumor that she hooked up with a different actor or something who was, like, also at the Golden Globes. I don't know who that's oh. who that was referring to, but it's, like, stupid. It's really stupid speculation, especially because he thanked her in his, like, speech previously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just saw that and I was like, so we didn't gatekeep him hard enough. He's made it to do to Dubois. <laughs> oh my god! I'm I'm very proud of him though. Um, for anything that I have to cut around, the TLDR of the first ten minutes of this episode is Lena is moving to England for five months. Uh, in in two days, uh, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Rob McElhenney is insane. Um, Evan was j- twenty minutes away from a. Uh, shooting that happened down the block from <laughs> I, him. No, I was like five feet away from a shooting but it happened 20 minutes ago without my knowledge um and we're all insane and uh we used to do some one episode a week and who can do that who can do that who can yeah. sustain that too much not enough time on our hands too much time in the world not enough in my, our hands exactly so um how do we want to do it today i know lena you did the notes do you want to narrate do you not want to narrate would you like um, someone else to do it I can't, I can, that, like, I mean, we talked about this earlier, the thing about this episode is, like, it's a really good episode, and a lot happens, but there's not a lot of, like, when I was taking notes, I was like, I found it hard to, like, interject with my own opinions on stuff. Yeah, there's not, like, a beat, I was watching it this morning as well, Amanda, like, just, like, la-di-da, and, like, I feel like it doesn't give you a second to breathe in between It just felt, and and everything just kind of feels very, like, matter-of-fact, I'm like, oh, this happened. Yeah. But there's not a lot of, like, how does that affect the story later on? How do I feel about it? It's more just like continuing development of what happened last episode, I think. Okay. But do you want do But you I want can to but I can I'll, like Yeah, no, I'll I'll, okay. I'll narrate. All right. I But I will do I'll do the stats the stats up at the top for you. Yes, of course. Uh cuz hello everybody. This is the luck we had a shameless recap podcast. <laughs> 15 minutes into our record. <laughs> <laughs> i'm one of your hosts my name is amanda i'm evan i'm one of your other hosts i'm lena i'm your other host and today we were doing season five episode seven tell me you fucking need me i quote i actually clocked it when they said it in the in the show today um yeah, oh yeah that part is so funny i wrote it down i was like i was like oh my god that's the title of the episode <laughs> i already knew that i already knew that because that scene is like so crazy but i was like oh my god oh my god there it is <laughs> I saw this, like, TikTok compilation of, like, shameless characters saying the name of the title in the episode, and it was really they funny. They do it in that. almost, almost every episode, I think. Yeah. It's, it's mentioned Yeah, somehow. almost every episode. There was, like, a couple episodes ago, I remember when we were, like, so dumbfounded. We were like, 
what the fuck does this mean? Because it had no relation to anything happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this episode, season five, episode seven, aired on March 1st, 2015, which was eight years ago. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> it was written by Nancy Pimentel. This is the ninth of 27 episodes she writes. She's very busy. Um, she's a writer on every season. It's so many episodes, including the Hall of Shames. This episode was directed God. by William H. Macy. Let's go. (laughs) This is the first of three episodes he ends up directing in the series. Uh, This one, 905 Black Haired Ginger. He was crazy Uh, for that. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) the reunion episode. Is that? That's the reunion episode? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. And then 1005 Sparky. Also crazy for that. (laughs) Also crazy for that. Wait, which one was Sparky? That was the one where Ian... Gets out of starts j- working. Gets out of prison and starts working EMT with thing. with Rachel. Oh fuck it! Oh yeah, <laughs> I love those episodes. Her last name escapes me right now. Actress who was on SNL and played Ian's parole officer. Yeah. Yes. Rachel Dratch. Rachel Dratch. Yes. Rachel Dratch. Yeah. Boy, M H Macy. Uh, he's Frank. He's very busy. He's the he's director. The guy. I loved him directing in this episode because that means Frank was barely in this episode. It was a very Frank Light episode. Mm -hmm. His absence was felt, though, to me. I was like, Mm -hmm. he was sleeping the whole time. Like, where is he? he?" And I was like, oh, right, behind the camera, of course. Like, I feel like his entire part in this episode is just like to prolong Sammy's like craziness and just like Sammy's crazy storyline. And even the scenes Frank was in, he wasn't as, like, disheveled as he normally is. Probably because Bill was like, I don't have time to be in makeup to get gross. I know. I was looking at Bill and I was like, why do you look handsome? Right? Like, why do you you look cleaned up, girl? (laughs) I was like, he looks... I was like, why he look kind of good right now? And I was like, oh, it's because Bill just showered that morning and didn't have to do anything else. (laughs) Um, So, uh, the synopsis of this episode is Ian finds himself being held at the psych ward. Sammy takes drastic measures to teach Frank a lesson. Fiona makes a decision about romance. Lip's tuition is short and Svetlana moves in with Kev. That hit. I love how that's so vague about Fiona. But it hit literally every plot point of this episode. I was like, yep, that that was everything. And it ignored Debbie, which is fair. Except, yeah, deadly Debbie. She's so annoying this episode. Uh, there's only there's only one scene that I liked her in, and we'll get to that. But the the only yeah. scene that sticks to me about her in this scene is when they're fucking singing Maroon Five. No, and it happens. No, I'll get <laughs> the to maps it. The maps to you. <laughs> so the previously on was V like strutting down the street in her going out clothes. I think this is either the same outfit for when she goes she goes on a date in the next episode. Or goes out in the next episode. Or oh. it was her fit when she was going out clubbing with Fiona that one night. Okay. I don't remember which yeah. one. But previously on Shameless, Jimmy Steve is back and Fiona's married, but she cheated with him anyway. Sammy has taken control of the Gallagher house. Frank landed himself in the hospital after Sammy, like, withheld his meds, quote unquote. He just, like, didn't bother taking them. V and Kev are separating because he pays too much attention to the babies. Deadly Debbie has some moves and a crush on Derek. And Ian ran off with Yevgeny, got caught, and is now an impatient at the psych ward. So, <sighs> hit the credits. Our opening credits. <laughs> so we start with Fiona, and she's out on the fire escape at Gus's. He comes out to join her and sees that she's, like, pretty upset, visibly. And he assumes that she's worried about Ian, but she confesses, 
pretty much immediately that she slept with Jimmy the previous day. And he walks away and then turns back and is like, we had sex yesterday. And then leaves <laughs> uh, her out on the fire escape. I do. One thing I. Oh, you sorry, first. I do want to say for the record in this episode, two things. It is shot beautifully. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, there are mm-hmm. some really breathtaking shots in this episode. And I also kind of love it when the cast directs an episode because I feel like more often than not that is always an episode that's like okay we have like story to tell we're not gonna fuck around mm-hmm. today and I feel yeah. like because they are involved in the show they have probably like a better understanding of like the moods and the tones so like when you have someone who's living that and acting that every day they can probably have like a more personable like direction towards people versus just like any old I agree especially because the way like tv works where you have like kind of rotating directors or like I mean you'll have like regular directors but like they have a lot of one-offs too I think it's just like nice when there's someone who's involved in every step of production and I think that's also why like like single role tv executives is like such a big thing now like limited series that are written and directed by one person through the entire thing it's mm-hmm. like such a big thing now because the vision is just so clear yeah whereas like, it can lotus. get lost yeah. yeah like white lotus because like, like yeah and it stays consistent and like especially with like people sick in the head like us or just like a normal average viewer like you can feel the consistency and you can tell when it like feels off right so and i was gonna say something about gus and fiona scenes i love though in every one of their scenes in this episode the lighting is just it's so dark and just like so cloudy and sad like them on the fire escape when it's literally like it's like the middle of the morning but it's like looks pitch black out Oh yeah, the lighting the lighting in this entire episode is so good it's gloomy throughout the like entire thing i know it's like that time of year but it's just darker it just has like another like layer i love it so Then we move to the hospital, and we follow an orderly down the hall for morning rounds. He makes his way into Ian's room. It's like a shared room. There's like two sets of bunk beds or something, uh, waking everybody up for their meds. And Ian wakes up with no clue where he is and seemingly no memory of the past few days. He's pretty out of it. And fucking Marcus from AP Bio is there. I thought that that was him. I know. Yeah. I he looked so familiar. I was like, that guy is like a character actor. He's been in like one thing of but, everything. Yeah, but he hasn't. He he's just been in Glenn Howerton's AP Bio. I mean, I think he's been in some other stuff too, but nothing that I've personally mm, seen. But like, that's what you clocked. That's why I clocked it. I was like, I was like, Marcus. Like, I really like. Is that the kid with the glasses? Yeah, the like super annoying one that sits in the front row of AP Bio. Mm-hmm. Like I was yeah. saying, the way that this one is shot, I really like the like the perspective of Ian seeing them through the haze of his meds and like the kind of floaty background around them and like how out of oh, it. Yeah. Like I've liked that we could see how out of it he felt. It was really cool. Yeah. Everything's like from his point of view. Also super interesting in Ian's specific room. There's another guy in there who's close to his age, Marcus from AP bio. Yeah. And then there's two like older patients, yeah. like very, like yeah, way like older 50s. patients. Yeah. So I just, I don't know, I thought that was, like, super interesting to, like, give Ian sort of, like, an ally, I guess, or just, like, someone closer to his age, but then also, like, experienced people around. Yeah. Also to, mm-hmm. like, both to comfort him, but also to kind of spook him. Yeah. Yeah, because the guy was like, oh, you're new here. And then the other guy was like, you're about to be starting to feel yeah. silly. Yeah, like, like, God, like, they've been through the whole process before, but also it's, like, concerning to Ian because it's like, oh, my God, this is, like, a chronic thing. Yeah. 
for some people. It was kind of like having a couple of so, Franks around in the... Yeah. You know, I wonder if that was a William yeah. H. Macy thing. I don't know. Yeah, or if it was a casting thing. Who knows? Yeah. Um, the other patients reassure him that the sedatives will wear off soon, and Ian asks to go home, but the orderly tells him he's got 72 hours left to serve out. So this timeline, he was admitted the previous night, Yeah, right? Yeah, this is the next morning. Yeah, admitted okay. and then woke up. Like, probably went to bed almost immediately after getting they... checked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lip wakes up in his dorm to help a naked student who's locked out after taking a shower. This is the third time this particular student has locked himself out. And he is... And it's only the second he day. he is so naked. Is what yeah, he says. He's, he's so pissed. So Lip, then, after he helps this student, logs on to the, por- like the student portal to find out that his class schedule hasn't been posted. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> At the Gallagher house, Carl is trying on different outfits for what I assume is his first day of school. Because he's still in middle school. And I remember Debbie said something like, high school starts today, middle school starts in a couple days or next week Uh, or something. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that was like an episode or two ago. Because he says... um, third gr- gonna make third grade sixth my bitch grade. for a second time sixth grade sixth grade, sixth Watch, grade he sorry. goes yeah so okay i cannot believe that grown-ass people were making like thirst edits of him at this point because he literally looked like a baby to me yeah like you people are weird he still looks like a baby and homeboy's he still looks like, like a baby to me. he has serious baby face no, i do does. like that the one outfit he was wearing the kind of like cut off tank top thing looked a little bit like mickey like i thought that that was fun Mm-hmm. Like, okay, big brother. Um, he finally finds an outfit he likes and he and into the mirror he's like, watch out sixth grade, third time's the charm. So he should he should be a <laughs> high school a ninth grader. Probably yeah, ninth. yeah, he should be a ninth grader. Yeah. Debbie is in tenth is grade. A ninth grader. No, they're not I don't think they're in the same grade. I think she's one year older than him. Well, he should have finished sixth grade, he should have finished seventh grade, he should have finished eighth grade. So he should be a ninth grade. I think Debbie's him. a yeah, she's a she's a tenth grader. She's a sophomore. But then don't don't. But then the, they forget that and then age him no, up, right? Debbie's a ninth grader. No, I think they no, do. Are they are they just and they age? Is him it up. just because they're like Irish twins? Maybe like like they're in the same Probably. grade. Maybe yeah. We're gonna spiral if we still if we try to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> so he smells something gross and then walks into the hallway where we like see Chucky. Just <laughs> shitting with the door open. Diarrhea shitting so himself with the door unnecessary. open. It's so unnecessary. The sound. Yeah. The sound. Gross. It was evil. Carl yells at him and slams the door and then sprays the entire hallway down with axe, which I feel like would just make it so much, so much worse. worse. Yeah, no, just choke yourself out with, like, poop and axe. <laughs> yeah, Yo, seriously. No way. Downstairs, Sammy calls both of them down for pancakes, saying if she doesn't, if they don't come, she'll give their pancakes to the next homeless guy she sees. And Debbie, like, is sitting at the kitchen table and notices that there's a food bank sticker on the bag of flour she's (laughs) using. So she's like, oh, well, at least it'll be full circle then because you stole it from the food bank. And, And Sammy's like, I earned it. I'm raising, I told them I was raising seven kids alone liar yeah but then debbie debbie points out again she's like she's like well you forgot to mention that three of them don't even live here anymore and only one of them was yours (laughs) yeah so debbie calls the psych ward to see when visiting hours open up for ian and unfortunately for her kids under 16 aren't allowed in i really do my favorite line though 
my favorite line of this or part though is she was like what do you consider a minor <laughs> and then she goes oh 16 yeah. and i was like what yeah weird but i do really like the way they had debbie interact with like things relating to ian because debbie is so annoying yeah in every other aspect of her storyline but this is the one area when she's like mostly interacting with her family where i'm like okay i can tolerate her actually and she and ian kind of yeah. have a little bond they're, they're the gay siblings later they're the ginger siblings yeah. they're like they they kind of have mm-hmm. a connection that the other people don't have and so i do kind of like it when she's the one that i feel like him. Yeah. They're like smack yeah. in the well, middle. Well, like other They're than Fiona, I feel like babies. they have the most complicated relationships with Monica as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carl comes down and reports that Chucky is stinking up the bathroom. And Sammy's like, oh no, like he's just nervous to start a new school. I think this is his like fourth school. Yeah. Yeah. She says like third or fourth school this yeah. year. Yeah. Or, or just in, in the past in, couple like, years. In general. So Sammy and Carl both watch Debbie put on more makeup and Carl makes fun of her for being friendzoned by Derek. <laughs> and she insists that she's not friendzoned. So Carl asks how he like touches her arm. And apparently if he punches it like in a friend way, she's in the she's in the friend zone. Mm. So now she's so she's aware. thinking about that, does arm touching. Sammy sits down and asks Carl to watch out for Chucky at school. And they make a they kinda they kinda make a deal. She's like, I'll, or he demands nunchucks, nunchucks and, condoms and condoms and Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Magnum, weirdo. <laughs> Frank comes in to the house and tells everyone that he was in the hospital, but he's fine now because he's in charge of his own meds and he like makes a show of like taking his pills <laughs> at and, the like, counter. He looks showered and put together. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks, looks handsome, Bill. Like, hey. like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Bill Macy is a handsome fella. He is like 70 years old, but he's a handsome guy. And when he doesn't look but if like I was 65. dog shit, Frank. <laughs> yeah, but if I was 65, mm, if I was 45, maybe. If I, if I was 50. No, if I was 55. <laughs> <laughs> handsome but yeah. guy. Um, so Sammy tries to kick him out, but he like gets right up in her face and he's like, I'm off to go take a nap on my couch. And Carl and Debbie tell Sammy to just quit it. Like, getting rid of Frank is impossible. He's a cockroach. So Yeah, like, tough of her, though, to be, like, mine and that and not yours. Like, homegirl, it's honestly more yeah. his than it is yours. No, exactly. <laughs> you are new like, here. And and also just, like, who the house belongs to. Well, I mean, technically it belongs to Fiona, but next of kin would be Frank. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, honestly, I get what she's trying to do, but, like, girl, this yeah. ain't your place. No, exactly. This ain't your area. Above the alibi, the rub-and-tug-turned-breast-milk factory is going along pretty well. Like, there's just a bunch of women sitting up there pumping. I wonder what the casting call was that. It'd be like, need women to be okay with <laughs> have, to, have to be okay with top <laughs> top nudity. Boobies. Yeah. yeah. Just like new moms. Would you like to pump and be on camera and get paid for it? <laughs> <laughs> v comes up the stairs with a few suitcases. Um, she's staying there for a bit while her and Kev are separated. Kev's there, too, carrying some stuff. And he goes, what are you going to tell the twins? And she says, nothing. They're eight months. They don't understand anything. And he goes, they understand vibes. (laughs) (laughs) So true. That's not wrong, though. Babies understand vibes. Kev is against the separation entirely. But V says she needs space to think. And she gets upset. Like, they start fighting a little and tells him that since the girls have been born, he hasn't focused on her at all. And he asks if she's even tried focusing on the girls which makes her just kind of like turn and end the conversation and it's like 
V, I love you, but he's kind of right. I see. I yeah. See, yes, she she had postpartum and she did not handle it well. And then she couldn't connect with them, Neither and that the frustrated her. And so then she decided not to connect with them. And he's connecting so heavily with them, and she resents him for that. And she resents that like she they they used to have a very specific dynamic, and it has changed. And they just like have not Especially found a way sexually. to communicate that with one another. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I feel like Kevin V. Their whole trope was like, oh, they be fucking, they right. always be. But fucking. then Kev makes Kev makes a point later that I also see about that. But anyway, Steve Howie is really funny <laughs> to me in this scene. I don't know when he like yells and stuff. I'm like, you are silly. I love when he like throws the box and they both he like doesn't mean to throw it that hard and he's like, ah! <laughs> he, just dro- he just drops it and it's like full of glass and it just shatters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's like i'm sorry and she was like get out he was like i'm not leaving because you told me i'm leaving because i wanted to back at gus's apartment fiona's straightening up and gus asks if she's wearing his shirt and she is but she like offers to give it back and then apologizes again it is super awkward and it's like girl why are you still here yeah yeah He's like, he's like, that's my shirt. And she's like, like, oh, like she literally oh, looks like that. a deer in yeah. headlights. I do like that they're like, that she's like, I, I, I just wanted to put something on. So I threw it on and I, then I started straightening up. I, I clean when I'm nervous. And he's like, I cook when I'm nervous. So like, oh, he's like, he's bringing her a tray of food as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause was she was wearing like a dress when she came over the night prior. So she honestly had no like casual yeah, clothes. Right. Is that why? Yeah. That or so, she just grabbed the first thing on the ground and like and throw it on I, I do kind of like this because like it's they got married after nine days so like they both have to acknowledge that their relationship isn't perfect so that's why he didn't like you slept with somebody else get the fuck out it's like you slept with somebody else i'm gonna go sit in the living room in silence for an hour or two <laughs> yeah yeah let me clean while yeah. you cook and act like it's chill well, and gus is gus brings up but he's super frustrated because he feels like he can't just walk away now that they're married but i was like and whose fault is that Yep. Who proposed? Yep. And he asks why... But guess what? You can walk away. Yeah, you... I mean, I guess. But he (laughs) asks why she slept with him, and she says it was, like, they had unfinished business and that it just, like, happened. And Gus says that he wants to meet him to talk and also to just, like, learn more about Fiona. He's like, well, it sounds like you were with him for a long time. Like, I could use some pointers or whatever. So she agrees. Yeah. um, To, like, set up a meeting. (laughs) So it is weird. weird. Like I understand, like the pro, like I understand why he's doing it the way he's doing it. But I'm like, homeboy, what's what are you fighting for? Yeah. I mean, Fiona's baddie. Like I would fight for her too. I know I that's true. But like, baddie gonna be a baddie for a reason. And now to the psych ward. Um, <laughs> it's time for breakfast. Ian and Marcus from AP Bio. I don't think his character gets a name. So he's just Marcus from AP Bio to me. I don't think any people. Wait, Marcus, um, I recognized him too, and I only watched one or two episodes of AP Bio. So Marcus from AP Bio. Speaking of AP Bio and Glenn Howerton, um, love how much a flop the Velma show is. Yep, I watched the I watched the first <laughs> two episodes. Um, I have not watched. I've read all the discourse. Yeah, I read all. The I read all the discourse about like, it. You know what? I saw all of, like, the Mindy... What's her last name? Kaling. Um, I have a personal beef with Mindy Kaling. Like, a personal, actual beef with Mindy Kaling. And I fucking hate her. And I'm so glad that the show's flopping. I I have beef with her, I'm but she's also an the... ally to me. Just in that <laughs> she's, um... In the Mindy Project, she literally employed, like, 
all of my comedy guys <laughs> just for fun because so she was good. like i think they're all hot so i'm gonna cast them as my love interests and she did that that's amazing office christmas party that's is what i know her. this guy from he was an office christmas party okay oh he was okay yeah that's so funny yeah Anyway, they're going through the line together, and Ian keeps insisting that he has to, like, leave and go home. And he spots an exit door that's being guarded by just, like, a security guard. And he goes up and asks to leave, and he says that Mickey and Yevgeny are waiting for him. Which is, like, so sad. He says, Mickey, Yevgeny, and Fiona. Those are the three names that he says. Yeah. And the officer says no. And Ian like reaches for the door again because again he's like sedated it doesn't really get through to him yeah and he is restrained also the cop is like being overly aggressive obviously you have to but yeah i was like i was having complicated feelings about that because i'm like he he has to like be prepared for these people to like so stern like there's what there's i have to be stern because these people are not fully there and like but yeah, he was a little mm-hmm. aggressive, but then he was also like, are you go- are you calm? Can you just walk away from this now? It was very weird. It was very weird. He was like, yeah. shut the fuck up and yeah, go Yeah, he eat restrained your him pretty violently and like berated him pretty hard, I felt like. I agree. Mm-hmm. And it's like and it's like to be yeah, fair, like definitely. he has fucking skin and bones right now. Like yeah. he's Yeah. Not very strong. He literally looks like a ghost. He's like like barely walking on two feet. I want to shout out Cameron Monaghan in this episode. Yeah fucking oh i give him a shout out later yeah he's Um, unrecognizable in this episode yeah Yeah. and anyway like so after this interaction with the guard all of the patients in the room are like rightfully really freaked out and scared because it causes a lot of commotion so everyone's fucking staring at them i mean it is so quiet in there and that's like and they're like being loud because like you know the banging or whatever but and then the cop like kind of yelling at ian I also like yeah, the color theory of this so... place. Like, it's very fluorescent. The lighting is very fluorescent. And then, like, the yellow, the yellow. The yellow, yeah. like, suits that they wear. Yeah. What a choice, right? actually. Also really interesting that um, don't Ian and Mickey's jumpsuits end up being yellow in prison later? No, they're- They are yellow. Yeah, they're, like, <gasps> neon yellow. I th- I, that might just be, I mean, I don't know, because I feel like I've heard that it just depends on, like, the state. Yeah. That you go to prison in or something like that might just be a, an Illinois thing. But I just really but... liked the color theory of this, of the hospital. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's all pale and like, yeah. Quick cutscene. Lip makes his way to the registrar's office where there's a line out the door and he talks to some asshole guy and he's <laughs> like, he's like, is this the line for the registrar's office? And the guy turns around and he goes, no, arcade fire tickets. <laughs> yes, it's the line for the <laughs> registrar's like, no, office. And I was like, tickets. no one acts like that. Yeah. Like, also, I found out yellow jumpsuits mean they're mm. low risk. Oh, okay. I also think it might have been a costume choice because the yellow really washes Cameron out. Like, right. Dark red is for like super max or the worst. Red is for high oh, risk. Yeah, cause Yellow's for low risk. White. When as, Mickey um, goes over to like the max side to talk to that guy, that guy's wearing a red one, I think. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, way later. Wow, look at, look okay, at Shane was actually doing one thing right for once. <laughs> okay. That's a season 10 crew. Um, yeah, low risk little dummies doing some, <laughs> goodbye, like, John yeah, that makes sense why yeah. they were. <laughs> at the Milkovich house, wait, Mickey's sorry, finishing wait, getting sorry. ready. Wait, sorry, if he, if William H. Macy did black hair ginger and William H. Macy did this one, William H. Macy did both of the ones where Ian is in yellow when being institutionalized. <gasps> yes, he did because he is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Okay, right, Bill. Bill. <laughs> okay, Bill. 
Yes, he did because he is real. <laughs> Damn, maybe we've been sleeping on Bill Macy. <laughs> My ally. Damn. Um, ally. Anyway, <laughs> so after that quick cutscene, over to the Milkovich house, Mickey's finishing getting ready in the oh, bathroom. Oh, he's fixing his hair and he like, <laughs> oh. He's, he's he wearing a button up. Like he's button like, up. okay, like, I'm ready to stunt today. It looks like he really cleaned up the house. Like, all the suitcases are gone. Bill Macy said, I'm gonna let my characters take showers. <laughs> and he, like, meets Svetlana in the living room where she's throwing all of Ian's stuff into a trash bag. And she calls him I Love Lucy, which is both creative, but also very hilarious. <laughs> packing, packing I up have I never love seen Lucy that show, stuff. so what is the she, joke? Lucille Ball Lucy's is a redhead. super redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and Mickey's confused because Ian doesn't need that stuff at the hospital, but then Svetlana says, no, Ian's moving out. Because he stole Yevgeny, and Mickey's like, "Relax." She says, "Could happen. Could happen again. It's not gonna happen again because he doesn't live here anymore." <laughs> yeah. That was kind of good. And Mickey's like, "He's and sick. If he wouldn't kick him out if he had cancer." She's like, "If cancer made him steal a baby, I fucking would." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when they get into that part of the argument, Mickey then pulls the illegal immigrant card and's like, "You can fucking move out instead." Yeah. Like. Like, it's my house, which ends the fight pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, he's not she, wrong, She but realizes <laughs> she was pushing her luck. She's like, this is my house. I'm defending my baby. This is my thing. And he's like, mm, actually, I'm still the one in charge. And it kind of brings her back down to earth a little bit. Right. Yeah. Well, because she's like, she's like, uh, our baby. And he's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about that baby. That's your baby. <laughs> like, like, I do. But if you're going to give me the opportunity to be rid of it, yeah. I He's like, mean... I got the baby back. The baby is safe. That is your fucking baby. Yeah, exactly. So back at Kev's house, Carol's over playing with Dominic and the girls. And Kev returns home. And Carol, like, immediately jumps on him. And she's like, are you and V broken up? <laughs> and he says no. He doesn't think, or at least, like, he doesn't think so. And she takes V's side. Because she's like, Kev should have been, like, you should have been fucking you, her. And Kev says that maybe if she showed a little more enthusiasm for parenting, then he would be turned on enough to want to fuck her. Carol sees his point. I also kind of see his yeah. point here. This is a complex issue. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, like it is. Or if she was just like, or if she was straight up just like, I'm having trouble connecting with the girls. Like, mm-hmm. then I feel like he would have been a little more understanding. Yeah. And then maybe even, like, we can do it together, like, you know, but, so she leaves to go about her day, but says that she'll talk to V after work. Yeah. And then, we're seen in the entire series, um, Debbie and Derek are in his car singing along to Maps by Maroon 5. Them singing along to Maroon Dude. 5 in this entire Dude. episode. so 2015. <laughs> following, following, following to you. The map that the leads map to, that to you. <laughs> and... Also, he homeboy's driving a convertible. Yeah, but it's it, it is kind of a not like a beater, but it is definitely older. It's a clunker, yeah. But like he's driving a gotcha. he's driving a uh, a a car with no top. Later in the episode, it starts to snow. Like I saw snow coming down. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a beater. That. That's so funny. <laughs> and anyway, but yeah, I guess he drives her to school now, which like we didn't really get that development, but he does. And Derek introduces Debbie to a group of his friends who just, like, say hi and walk away, which yeah. is really funny. Well, he like, like, he, like, runs up ahead of her. He says bye to them. And then as they're walking away, he goes, have you guys met Debbie? And they're like, oh, hey. Yeah. And then they're like, and then they just, oh, hey. And then they just keep walking away. So then <laughs> Derek's like, I got to get to class. And he punches her arm. 
And Debbie's Damn. face just falls. Just like, no. Friend zone. But it's just like, it's total like boxing. Like he just punches her arm. Back at the Gallagher house. He does like a little boxing move versus yeah, just exactly. like a hey, pal. Like, okay, pal. Like I'm going to class. <laughs> and he's like, and he's strictly, and he's very specifically like, I'll see you later. Like later yeah. today. Like not really giving mixed home. signals, but like also not giving friendship. Like, right. Yeah. Full yeah. signals. Yeah. Uh, at the Gallagher house, Sammy is cleaning the living room next to the sleeping Frank, and, like, she finally gives in and just, like, delivers this long monologue apologizing and asking him to also apologize so that they can move on from their beef. And, but Frank's, like, still asleep. <laughs> he's fake. He's faking it. Yeah. So as retaliation, because she, she can tell, she sticks the vacuum hose, like, on his forehead, <laughs> so it sucks, it sucks a little mark into his forehead. <laughs> Like, I understand, like, she obviously knew he was faking it, but, like, homegirl, why have a whole conversation when he was still, like, his eyes closed? Like, at least just wait for him to, like, sit up. Yeah, like, exactly. she was digging her own grave, was trying to talk to him when he was yeah. playing his games. Yeah. So, at school, Carl splits off from Chucky to go to class, and he says he won't be taking him under his wing, that he lied to Sammy. And this upsets Chucky, who just, like, grabs his stomach in pain. He's so close to diarrhea, it's not even <laughs> He's funny. such a bad actor. He just goes, oh, yeah. my stomach! And then, and then Carl's like, you're really gonna shit your pants? And Chucky goes, I did a little. And his line delivery was giving okay. Neville to me! He was giving Neville yeah. Lumberman from iCarly. I did, I did a little. little. His like, it was voice, very, his like, voice uh. dropped like three octaves too. Like there was some like, I don't know. I was like, okay, Chucky. Like had some. He had some. Yeah, exactly. So Carl gives in. He like he's like okay, like follow my lead. Pushes Chucky into a group of older kids. The most like punk alpha kid of which starts beating on him. Like throws him to the ground. So Carl steps in and throws that kid to the ground and gives a warning message to everyone. He says, if you ever pick on Asset again, I'll chew your nuts off with my teeth. And not in a gay way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the beat of he, like, realization. He like, thinks about it for a second. He's like, and not in a gay way. <laughs> so in return for saving Chucky's ass from being bullied for the entire year, Carl says that Chucky is like now his slave and he has to like do whatever he says. And Chucky's response is just, okay, Uncle Carl. <laughs> Uncle Carl. Uncle Carl. He's like, when I text, yeah. you come. And he's yeah, like, he's like, gotcha. okay. So back to Lip. He finally makes it to the front of the registers line, and he finds out that his tuition hasn't been paid despite him having a government grant. So he's redirected to the financial aid office, which is across campus. Hmm. And he probably waited in that goddamn line for like two for hours to be so told. Long. Mm, other side of campus. Yeah. Outside of the Gallagher house, Sammy attempts to wave down the garbage men for a favor, and when they drive by, just, like, refusing, she flashes her tits at them, which does the trick. Uh, they're not even good <laughs> <Ew>. tits. <laughs> and she has that, like, scar yeah. going down, like, her stomach, yeah. too. I totally forgot about that. At the alibi, V finishes serving a cute construction worker who kind of, like, gives her a look as he leaves, like a wink. She, it's like Linus. a little bit like V Linus. is ready to flirt and a little bit V is like, I know if I flirt with him, he will give me more money. Like, <laughs> Exactly. No, she does mention that. So Tommy, like, sees this. He's sitting at the bar and he's like, well, now that you and Kev are over, can we have a go around? And V insists that her and Kev aren't over. She's a bartender. She's supposed to flirt with the patrons. Yeah. Um. And then there's a line he says, though. He was like, I'm like 20 pounds away from looking like him. And she goes, yeah, and what? Uh, <laughs> what funhouse mirror? Yeah. And they bring that back uh, again in another scene. Um, 
So Fiona arrives at the alibi and immediately fills V in on her marriage troubles. Like, she just comes in and she's like, I think my marriage is over. And V's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, apparently, V didn't know that Jimmy Steve was back, much less that Fiona slept with him. And Fiona's like, well, I didn't want to bother you. Yeah, when Fiona came to talk to her, V was like, mm, and me and Cav are splitting up. And V is like, I'm going to shut my mouth, actually. <laughs> yeah, she was like, you have your own shit. Like, I don't want to bother you. So Tommy spills to Fiona that V moved in above the alibi and Svetlana also overhears this. I think she came by to drop off breast milk. Yeah. She like. I know she just like appears behind Fiona. She's like, (laughs) like, oh, interesting. They just needed a reason for her to be there. So she came to drop off like bags of breast milk. Um. Jimmy Steve walks into the bar with his swag. And it's so funny because like V and uh, V and Fiona are like back and forth talking, talking, and then v, and V's like, "Oh shit, he's here!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she asks, and she's like, "She's like, how you been?" He's like, "I'm fine. Like you look good." And she's like, <laughs> And then she just walks away. Yeah. So Jimmy Steve asks Fiona how Ian is, and Fiona says that like she's on her way to go visit him in the psych ward. And he gives her a hug to comfort her, but it kind of, like, Fiona kind of, like, pulls away. Mm-hmm. Um, She's, like, melting into it for a second and then pulls away. She melts into it, but then she, like, she, like, realizes and then just, like, kind of pulls away. So then she tells him that Gus wants to meet him. And Jimmy Steve, like, knows that it's not to just talk. It's to see if him and Fiona still have chemistry. Yeah. And she's, like clearly we don't and he goes clearly and view comes up behind them and goes clearly <laughs> <laughs> they should have been it so good it was so in good my head they are again she flew away on that plane and she found jimmy that's what happened and then to make money she went on yeah. a dating show so they make plans to meet at Patsy's later, and he invites Fiona to Dubai with him while he works a job, and apparently he leaves that night. And apparently- He was like, I leave tonight. Yeah. What? But apparently after this job, he says he'll never have to work again. Like, he's going to make so much money off of it. And Fiona insists- His biggest job yet. Yeah, Fiona insists again that she's married, and he immediately goes, then why'd you sleep with me? And that shuts her up. Yep. She's like, and she just, she <laughs> excuses herself. She's like, I have to go see Ian. Like- <laughs> She leaves. Frank wakes up to the sound of car horns. Apparently the favor Sammy asked the garbage men for was to move the couch with Frank on it into the middle of the street. <laughs> From the window, Sammy gives him the finger and he yells like, fuck you, back at her. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't wake up from that. Like, they carried his ass and dumped trash He's on him. He's a heavy him. sleeper, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Not in the last scene, I guess. <laughs> Lip arrives from his cross-campus trek to the financial office where there's another long line. Which, the registrar and the financial aid office should be in the same fucking building. Like, what? <laughs> they should, but colleges are stupid. Yeah. Apparently, like, my bro- my brother's was the same way where it was, like, everything was a separate thing. Ugh. And, like, none of the That's offices so communicated with each other either. It was crazy. In Carl's class, where Thomas Barbuska is reading. Yes, I was yeah! I, I clocked him. Yeah. My man from the Mick. Well, because well, I love the Mick. The Mick, and then Bri- So, Ethan used to date his sister Brielle. Okay, who's also one of mm-hmm. Emma's yep. like best friends, and Brielle really guest starred in a later episode. And I also feel like she plays one of the pregnant. Yeah, teens. like one of Debbie's friends. And I also feel like Thomas comes back later. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. I might. I might be wrong. I don't know. But yeah, he's there. Maybe. I recently I recently just rewatched um the Wet Hot American Summer like s- prequel show. Yeah. And he was there and I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what 
you doing here? But I love the kid from AP Bio and the kid from The Mick. That's great. Yeah. NBC represent. I know, so many cameos. I was going to say, too. The Mick, the Mick was on Fox. The Mick was on Fox. I was going to say, too, while I was watching this episode, Mickey in this episode was giving me very Mac vibes. Like, I don't know what it was about him in this episode, but I was I was seeing Mac. Yeah. A little. I could see that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, in Carl's class, Chucky comes in to deliver him a can of Coke. <laughs> um, Coca-Cola. I love the teacher being like, are we interrupting you? And he's like, no, I'm good. It's just getting interesting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, the story's getting I know, he's good. like, it's just getting to the good yeah. part. <laughs> um, at Kevin V's place, he's struggling to take care of both of the fussy babies when there's a knock on the door. Svetlana came over with Yev and a suitcase. Yep. It's... I know, he's like, what's the suitcase for? And <laughs> she didn't say anything. It seems like she may have found a solution to both her Mickey problem and Kev's childcare problem. Yep. And she says... I no longer live in Milkovich house. He asks why. She says, Danny Bonaducci takes baby. It's not safe anymore. I had to look that up. He's like a super redhead former child actor yeah. turned radio host. Yeah. And he's just, and he just goes, okay. And she goes, I stay here now. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, what? Like, so in exchange for sleeping on the couch and two meals a day, she'll cook, clean, and do wifely duties. And that sounds like a pretty good deal to Kev. So he says, okay, but just until V comes back, probably like two days or so. Yeah. I like that the way that she said it, she's like, I cook clean wifely duties. And it's, she made it sound like wifely duties was cooking and cleaning. Was the cooking and cleaning. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it means something else. Um, At school, Debbie's in the hall with some friends and she's eyeing Holly, who's talking to like a different group of people down the hall. And when Holly leaves to go to the bathroom, Debbie follows her in there. Holly is sporting a pretty dark black eye from their last encounter. So she gets <laughs> she gets really scared when Debbie comes in. And Debbie, like, pushes a whole cabinet in front of the door. Yeah, yeah what's up with the cabinet just being in the bathroom like that? And she's like, we need to talk. <laughs> and Holly is like, I'm going to call the principal. Like, like I'm, you're going to beat me up again. But Debbie actually just wants to talk. I love she talk. has the principal on speed yeah, dial. Yeah. I'm like, she pulls the phone out of her boot, too. <laughs> out of her, yeah, out of her sock, because she's wearing a skirt. Um, which is just so... So 2000s. Girl of her. Loved so it. So 2010s. Um, but Debbie's actually just there to talk. She wants to know how to get out of the friend zone. And she insists that... So Holly insists that if Debbie just, like, touches whatever guy a lot, because she doesn't know it's Derek... Touches the guy a lot, like, on the leg near his dick, it'll work. So Debbie lets her go. She's like, you promise it'll work? And Holly's like, I promise, I swear. (laughs) So now Debbie has her plan of how she's going to seduce Derek. Yeah. Lip is finally called into the financial office. According to the database, he needs to pay over $13,000 in tuition to get his class schedule. And Lip tells... That's a lot of money. Well, he just, like, it hasn't been paid. And Lip is like, well, I have a grant, like, a government grant, so I don't pay tuition. And the guy asks him if he turns in the forms. Lip says, yes, I did it last year, but he's supposed to do it every year. So now he doesn't have his grant, and he'll have to either take the semester off or come up with the money in 10 days. I can't believe they couldn't put him on a payment plan. They couldn't be like, you have pay this much toward it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Is it because it's so late, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... They didn't have karma back tuition. in 2015. Is it crazy of me to think that 12000 is not his only 
12,000? Well, if he went to a state school, like when I went to Montclair, my, my tuition for and a semester- And he had a scholarship. And he had a scholarship. No, but my tuition for a semester was about $12,000. And then living on campus was another ten dollars or $12,000. So I paid $22,000 oh, a semester. Yeah. but he gets free. Yeah. Room and board for being an RA. RA. Yeah. Right, right, right. So he's pretty fucked. Um, and and in the, next, in the next episode, we do have a scene of him in this financial office that is, am you worthy to me? Yep. And I am so glad he won. He got a Golden, Golden Globe, Globe, baby. Um, and I think he'll be eligible for Emmys next year. Yeah, I think they like the bear like just missed the Emmy cutoff, but it not qualified sure if, for the Globes. Yeah, not sure if he'll win just based on like who he might be going up against, but yeah, he definitely deserves it. Especially like how long season two takes. There might be so many other. Well, things Well, I think it'll be like... season one that's being that's eligible for Emmys next year. Yeah, it, like one just for the Emmys. Yeah. Yeah, because season That's... one came out in the summer, and the Emmys shows. cut off is in May. Yeah. But he'll now be up against, like, The Last of Us, which is going to be rough. Oh, oh yeah, damn. With Pedro oh, Pascal. I had to watch the new episode today. Oh, I'm going to fuck Pedro Pascal, <laughs> sorry. He's been, he's, been, <laughs> sorry guys, <laughs> I don't know, he's, he's my new, ma- he's, he's like, daddy. he's my, he's, he's my man daddy. of the month. I was 35. <laughs> anyway. If I was 22, <laughs> yo, let's go. If I was, if I was 22. Um, <laughs> let's see, where was I? Oh, yeah. So back at school, Chucky and Carl are leaving when Frank approaches for a favor. He hands Chucky a huge stick of cotton candy and Carl a slushy, and then has another kid take a picture of the three of them. And Carl's phone case is brass knuckles, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. It's so funny. And Frank has Carl send this picture to Sammy along with a text telling her that they're having like the best day ever with Frank. And then he and leaves then he takes. <laughs> and takes the cotton candy and the slushy with him. <laughs> he's like slipping the slushy like as he's like, tell her it was the best day you've ever had and you're having so much with fun. Me. And I'm like, hell Frank. yeah. Yeah. At the psych ward, um, Fiona <laughs> arrives to find Mickey waiting for her. She brought a pie from Patsy's for Ian. Um, I'm surprised she could bring in outside yeah, food, right? which was interesting to me. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, not pre-packaged, because I know hospitals have, like, they right. need to be, like, factory sealed. I mean, like, she just brought a pie with some saran wrap on it. It's probably fine if they eat it there with him. Yeah. Like, they can't just leave it there. But, like, it's probably fine if they, I don't know. But Mickey is, like, very uncomfortable with like, I don't know, the psych ward is just freaking him out. And then Fiona's like, yeah, imagine you're eight seeing your mother here for the first time. And he's so like, Jesus, sad. no thanks. But I, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they have like a tiny little moment of bonding in this. And the same that they have like in a later episode when he's back at home. They, there's little, little oh, moments of Fiona. Yeah. Yeah. I like the scene that's like a couple scenes after this one with them yeah. in the chairs. Oh my god, I love that. They could scene. have been besties. <laughs> that's like so. It was I know. From I was like, that's so soon. Seriously, because so it's like right when he gets returned, he leaves. But mm-hmm. it's just the two of them because Lip texted and said he's going to be late because he's dealing with all this financial shit. Um. So the two check in, and when asked what his relationship to Ian is, Fiona says sister, and Mickey says boyfriend. And Fiona like huge. Fiona huge, and Fiona gives him gives like a little like smile at this, like a little grin. She gives a little side eye because like, like Mickey also like kind of looks at her for like a she's second. Proud. And she's I mean, like, she's okay. I she's know. proud because she's kind of known for a long time. Biggest step, yeah. yeah. 
Mickey could have taken in front of someone else, and, like, not this just is Ian. The, he's yeah. like at the police station. He's like, I'm his partner. I'm his lover. Family. Like we're family. And then yeah. here he's like, I'm his boyfriend. Like I love this. I love it so much. Like that's mine. <laughs> um. So speaking of lip, back to lip. Walking through the quad on campus, and one of those like credit card booths from the last episode, like the predatory ones, asks him if he wants to open a line, and he says no. But then he thinks again. So he asks the guy a couple questions, finds out that he can take out a cash advance. So Lip does what any desperate college student would do and opens up several student credit cards, uh-huh. then immediately hits the ATM and takes out what I assume to be at least like a thousand in cash. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like at least he must a have grand. taken out like a couple hundred from each card and then gone to like another ATM. Because if it's like five hundred dollars max first card and he got like six, uh, his credit line grand. his credit line was so I was actually thinking about this. This is why like I was like I assume this to be at least a thousand. His credit line on each card was a thousand a month. Yeah. Um okay. but I don't I mean I feel like Lip is smarter to be like, okay, I'm gonna max out every single card and then have to fucking pay it all off somehow. Like I I don't but know. With credit cards, there's the minimum payment max though like but no i think with credit cards though you have only a certain amount of cash you're able to withdraw from them and the rest is just like on the card credit towards like actual payments like because with my credit card i can only take out like 250 dollars cash like he can take out a thousand dollars like if he goes to a bank they'll give him a thousand dollars as credit against the card mm-hmm. but like an atm will only let you take like 200 bucks yeah that's probably why he had to do 14,000 yeah. cards because he knew he had to do so many different... Yeah, he got, like, he had, like, six different cards or something. So... I know, I love, he's, like, three ATMs <laughs> at once. Yeah, he's just, he's like, pulling all, all the money out. <laughs> so, back at the mental hospital, Fiona and Mickey are waiting in the rec room for Ian. And, like, a slightly... I, I wanted to say, like, off-putting or creepy or something, but I felt, I felt so bad. Like he's just, like, a little bit sedated. too close. He's just, yeah. And he's just, like, staring at Mickey. <laughs> yeah, very close. Like, a foot away from his and face. And Mickey snaps, tells the guy to push the fuck back, not job. Fiona immediately kicks him, and I laughed. It's, I laughed so hard. It was so big I was like, yeah, kick her. his ass. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. And she goes, there is a seat right there, like, pointing <laughs> next to her. Because Mickey's sitting, like, on the couch. Yeah. Um... And he goes, no, it's cool. The guy gets up and leaves. No, it's cool. It's fine. You can just keep staring at me. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love how they just have like a little bit of lightheartedness before such an upsetting thing. (laughs) I remember when watching the scene, I remember watching behind the scenes things of like Noel couldn't keep it together during this scene. Like, that's why... He was laughing or he was crying? No, no, no. Like, no, I heard he was crying. Was, the yeah, was I was Ian. like, which one? Yeah, like, Noel... Like, I heard Mickey he was walking out yeah. at the end of this scene is because, like, Noel could not stop oh, crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Damn. Okay. I see you, <laughs> Finally, Noel. Ian arrives, led into the rec room, and he groggily gives Fiona and Mickey both hugs, and they're both being, like, very tender with him. I really, really am excited to get to later seasons because I feel like... I don't, I don't know. Ian and Fiona's relationship is always something that was, like, very special to me. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. And especially during season eight, it's crazy, and I well, love Well, because they, they have beef, but, like, I feel yeah, like... Yeah, but that's I why like I love it. Thing, like, with Fiona and Lip is that they, they're constantly kind of, like, in competition with each other a little bit. Fiona and Ian, there is sort of this, like, motherly... Yeah. She raised ...quality him. to it. Yeah. Yeah, because Lip, Lip was more of her equal, because they were closer in age and stuff and he's the second born and ian was the baby and ian was like the baby for a while especially 
really long time until Debbie. And I think, too... Because, what, him and Debbie are six years apart, quote-unquote? Like and I yeah. think, too, her having to mother him through everything that was happening with Monica. Like, she had to take the brunt of the Monica, and she had to raise the kids. And then when she sees it happening to him, that motherly thing comes back up for her. And, like, it, it really right. changes their whole dynamic. Right. But then it's also, like, in later seasons, like, now Ian is at an age where he, as an adult, can also support her back. Yeah. So I feel like they just have, like, a really interesting relationship to me. Yeah, like, when Emmy is leaving know... the show and Fiona goes to him to be like, I'm thinking of doing this, and he's like, baby, leave. Like, get out of like, here. Like, get out of mm-hmm. here, girl. Well, and he's, and uh, he's and the only one still who included... still talks to her, I think. Yeah. Or, or is, se- or is yeah. canonically said to still be talking to her later. That makes so much goddamn like he, sense. Like, at one, point, <laughs> at one point, he's like, got off, he's like, just, oh, just got off the phone with Fiona or something like that. So, anyway... I wonder what they talk about. Stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <Things>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so they sit down. Fiona asks how he is. And when the camera like cuts back to Fiona and Mickey, we see it from Ian's point of view. Stuff's like blurry. He can hear the sound of two people playing ping pong in the corner more than Fiona's voice, which I think is really great stuff yeah. from William H. Macy in terms of like showing this disconnect. I don't know if that was like written into the script or anything. Like, oh, we see it mm-hmm. from Ian's point of view. But it just it translated really well. It did. Definitely. Um, Fiona excitedly tells Ian that she got married. It does not sink in for him. <laughs> um, Ian asks where Yev is, and Mickey jumps in here saying that he's at home. He's totally fine. Yeah. I really liked that moment of him, of like, Ian's Ian's number one concern is like, did I hurt the baby? Like, how is Yev? And Mickey's like, do not worry. Y- Yev is fine. Like, they're. Like, he's totally it's a very fine. sweet he's at home. little yeah. moment. And that's like the only thing that kind of we could see. It's like you can hear yeah. that that sound that you can hear in your ears sometimes, that like ringing. It's like the only moment where that stopped and then he, he went back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Fiona says something like, you're going to see him really soon. Like, they're just like really trying to help yeah. him. And so after hearing this, Ian just gets up to leave. Uh-huh. And Fiona asks where he's going. <laughs> he's like, like, I'm done. He's like, I'm tired. Like, I'm going to go lay down. Definitely not himself at all, but he's also not manic, just sedated as fuck. Yeah. And Mickey won't really look up at Fiona, but he's very clearly shaken. So she tries to comfort him, telling him it's just the meds, but Mickey just decides he's going to leave. Yeah. Because Noel can't stop crying, um, so Mickey has to walk out of the He shop. was like, I'm done, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, goodbye. Oh my god, that fucking picture that he posted the other day, his beard. The beard? Ugh. Ugh. No, Ginger it's beard. It's not worse than bald cam. I wanted to throw oh up. Seriously, both, guys, I was like, both no. our men taken. Both our men <laughs> ball. Taken no, seriously, actual, there was like actual the compared photo of like Cameron at a fucking like red carpet two nights, and then him bald in a fucking boxing God, ring. I'm so sorry, but I'm just like Noel. Like you saw how you you saw how you look with black hair. You look so awesome and good yeah. with it. Like just keep it forever. Seriously, it, it makes so you look handsome. young. Yeah, oh. like. When every time he goes back to, like, blonde slash kind of ginger, like, I'm just, like, I'm, like, I'm gonna throw up. Like, no! (laughs) This can't be happening! But, anyway, back to the show. Um, It was a very sad scene. We needed a moment. Very sad scene. I needed to laugh. Um, (laughs) Back at Kevin V's, Kev's sleeping in the bed when he's woken by some pleasurable sensations. And he thinks it's V, opens his eyes to see Svetlana servicing him. Yep. Um, he tries Blow to job. refuse, but she just continues and kind of, like, talks him into it. 
But then finally he's like, no, 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 like stop. And then, at, but at that exact point, he finishes. I just love that she's like, I cook, I clean, I wifely duties. You guys are broken up. You don't really have rules. So then this is fine. And he's like, no, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's fine. And then she licks her thumb and sticks it up his ass. And he's like, actually, it's- this is fine. <laughs> he's like, oh my God. Like- I love when he like, he grabs like the photo of V and he was like, yeah, it's like V's giving me a blowjob. And he's like, no, actually it's V staring at me while I get a blowjob. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of V, at the alibi, she's Facebook stalking her ex-boyfriend. His name's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and everyone's, like, love, everyone's like, the uh, Eddie Murphy? And she's like, no, another guy. <laughs> yep. So, she decides to message him. And this is, again, where Tom- she shows this picture to Tommy. And Tommy goes, you know, I'm 20 pounds away from looking like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but- they're so They're so funny this episode. Like, it's just Tommy and fucking He's just chilling, like, you know. So- at that point, Carol comes in with Dominic, delivering on her promise to Kev to talk to her. And they argue, but Carol just kind of, like, ends the conversation by telling her not to blow it. Mm-hmm. Like, she hear- she hears, like, kind of all this stuff, and she's just like, just, like, Kev is a good one. Like, just don't blow it, yeah. you know? And then she leaves. Um, Derek and Debbie pull up to the Gallagher house, listening to Maps again. <laughs> Listening to the exact out. same part of Ugh. maps again. They could only pay for that five seconds. <laughs> no, I know. It's like freaking 15 second the maps copyright that lead or whatever. To you, the maps that leads to- it's literally I the end of the song, too. To it's just the ending. Um, before Debbie gets out, she like touches Derek on the leg a few times awkwardly. She's like, This is my house. And she's like patting him on the thigh. And he's not really responsive. He's kind of just confused. So Debbie gets out of the car says goodbye and then stops herself she turns around and just starts like yelling at Derek she's like <laughs> what the fuck is going on like I don't I don't want to just be your friend like I want to I want you to be my boyfriend like I'm sick of having to yeah she goes I'm sick of having to change who I am or wait till I'm older or rape someone into being with me and it's like well girl I went oop I was like well you sure are <laughs> self-aware cunt like, yeah gross <laughs> She goes, I'd be a great girlfriend. Okay, baby trapper. <laughs> Literally. Actually, either way. Literally. Nevertheless, Derek pulls her into a kiss, says he likes her too, and then tells her he'll pick her, he'll pick her up for school tomorrow and she walks away like all giddy. Mm-hmm. She, she literally goes, he likes me. <laughs> Delusional. <laughs> like Jesus. Back at the psych ward, Ian is in his doctor's office for a meeting. Um, probably to discuss like treatment plan. And he tells her that he only signed the authorization to be admitted because his family wanted him to because they think he's bipolar like Monica. And she asks if he is, and he says no. And then she asks how they knew she was, and he explains, like, multiple things she did, like taking them on shopping sprees, then trying to kill herself. And Ian says that he hasn't done any of these things. But then the doctor literally pulls up the intake report and is like, well, says here you stole your lover's baby um, and went to Indiana. Because she's like, have you done that stuff? And he's like, no. You ran into a grocery store screaming about demons and that the police were trying to steal him. She goes, the police weren't trying to steal him. You know that's not true. And immediately he just shoots back, were you there? Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> like, just very, like, accused. And she's like, no, you're right. Like, I wasn't. But. So they argue back and forth about the baby, and Ian is, Ian is like, I love that baby, I took care of that baby, like, whatever. But then he goes, Fiona almost killed Liam, why isn't she in here? What he doesn't realize here, that does not give him credibility at all, is that the doctor does not know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not Like, for him to case. just pull, the, it's like, it's like. Also, you just, Fiona went you know, to prison. 
Like, Fiona went to prison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then broke probation and went back to prison. Right, well, and it's also, like, doing a drug and leaving it unattended is not the same as kidnapping a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one of those, one of those is an accident. And it it was, I mean, if it was child endangerment, but it was an accident. And the other one is meditated. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, she insists again that he shows signs of bipolar, but there's evidence to suggest that it can be, like, well-managed with treatment and says that they should talk again tomorrow. Cameron was putting in the work here. Yes. I get, this is my shout out for us. He is putting in the work. And then this is kind of like the big climactic scene of the episode. So it has a few moving parts. So my description of it isn't that great. But back at the Gallagher house, Chucky is showing Sammy a painting he made at school and raving about how good of a day he had thanks to Carl. And he also mentions that Carl made him his slave. And Sammy's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Debbie comes down and takes her food to the living room to eat. And Sammy's like, no, we don't eat in the living room. Like we eat in the kitchen. Carl comes down right after her and tells Chucky to bring him his food in the living room. (laughs) And Sammy's like, no, Chucky, don't do that. Like she doesn't want him to be his slave. And she turns to Carl and she goes, why are you doing this? I got you nunchucks and condoms. And he just looks up at her and goes, yeah, I got one on right now. And he's wearing the rest of the He's fully clothed. He's fully yeah. clothed. He's- he, yeah, he's wearing the other ones as a I necklace. I laughed and so hard. Like, I was I like, got like, one no. on right now. Frank comes in the front door with balloons, hands one to Debbie and one to Carl. Sammy wants him to get out. She starts yelling at him. Carl tells Chucky to feed him. Frank and and Sammy like turns around after hearing that. She's like, no, Chucky, like stop, like stopping his, you know. <laughs> And then Frank moves into the kitchen to grab himself a dinner, so that distracts Sammy again. Lip arrives, looking for the registered letter that someone must have signed for that contains his, like, grant papers. Frank- He's like, why is no one ever fucking throw away the junk mail? Frank plops down on the couch next to the other kids, and again, Sammy insists that he leaves and tries to, like, pull him off the couch. And then, again, Sammy also tries to keep Chucky from doing whatever Carl tells him to. And then Debbie, like, points Lip. She's like, oh, well, like, maybe it's on the windowsill. Like, big, big, thick packet or whatever. He finds the letter there. Uh-huh. And he freaks out, telling them that he can't pay to go back to school now because no one told him about the papers. And that was Jeremy putting in the work. Yep. Putting in the work here. And this was this was the one scene also where I was, like, really kind of tolerant of Debbie because she actually like genuinely apologizes to him she's like lip I'm sorry like we didn't like we didn't know yeah. like, which is like true though he didn't go hey guys look out for this big package for my tuition to go to school well because he didn't know either but it was also but she was like we didn't know that like well and it was also for like I'm assuming Debbie is not the one that signed that yeah. you know like because I feel like Absolutely she would have passed it on to him it's probably Carl or something yeah but Frank of all people starts to lecture Lip about taking responsibility for his own actions, and he can't blame anyone else for not telling him about the papers. But it's worth noting that he's doing this. He's like, he's like, we can't depend on other people. It's worth noting that he's doing this while eating from the pot of food that Sammy made. (laughs) (laughs) And he's very obviously digging at her, and she's just fuming. So in response, she pulls out her gun and points it at Frank. Everyone scrambles out of the way, except for Frank, who just stands up calmly. He's just sitting there. He, he, like, stands up and goes to walk toward the kitchen. And, again, she demands that he leave or she'll shoot him. And it, it's like a cartoon. He literally goes, go ahead. You don't have the guts. And then he turns around and then she does shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bullet grazes his arm. Frank, who starts br- bleeding pretty profusely, sits, just plops down. Isn't there, down. like, a beat, though? 
isn't there a beat though where it, like hits the flower and everyone's just standing there and he's like haha and then all of a sudden like you start hearing yeah. like the blood smacking the floor yeah exactly it does it does hit that sack of flour that sammy got from the food bank so that's also full circle um and then yeah he's like haha but then he like looks and his arm starts like bleeding pretty profusely because it what like grazes him like on like the outside of his bicep yeah. right so he literally just plops down on the floor <laughs> and sammy picks up the container of salt and stands over him and then demands that he tells her he needs her and he says no and she goes tell me you fucking need me title of the episode yeah hey and then she literally pours salt in the wound <laughs> this makes frank give in and immediately sammy's demeanor completely changes she goes back to oh daddy and then she gets him up and ushers him right out the door to the hospital and she's like she's like chucky sweetie like we'll be home later like <laughs> she's crazy she's she's bad uh, i hate her so she's much bad. dude yeah, for sure she's wackadoo outside patsy's fiona arrives to meet gus she updates him on Ian and says that it was hard. She says it was hard for his boyfriend. And he goes, Mickey. And she goes, you remember. Girl, Girl your bar, bar is so, so low. low. <laughs> you remembered. Like, I saw she that remembered. too. She's like, oh my God, you remembered this one aspect about my blood. Like, she was on You're the married. phone with Mickey when Ian stole the baby. And having been gone for two years, <laughs> Jimmy was like, oh, is that Mickey Milkovich on the phone with you? Like, <laughs> Right? It's like, of course you remembered. Like, he's around. But she kisses him, and then while they're kind of, like, making out a little, makes eye contact with Jimmy, who's sitting inside watching <laughs> so the weird. And then the two go inside. Jimmy gives Fiona a hug, and then introduces himself to Gus, and Gus immediately sucker punches him in the face. <laughs> My nose is it's not so having good. a good week! I miss him so bad. <laughs> Justin Chowen, his swag, his slay to me. I I just loved seeing him again. Me too. Um, Fiona. He's very to me. And so Gus like storms out. Fiona catches him outside. And he says that he really was going to just talk to him until he saw how smug Jimmy looked. Yeah. He's not wrong, that though. Hug, He's not right? wrong. He was milking that hug. No, no because. Seriously. Oh, yeah. No, he milked that hug. So he leaves to go ice his hand because he has a. He's a gig tomorrow. And Fiona's pissed. She's like, that's it. Like, you're just <laughs> going to walk away. Like, well, and it's like girl you cheated on him yeah like what did you expect yeah he doesn't owe anything to you no, anymore. exactly so fiona then turns around watches jimmy inside making friends with like the waitresses who are helping <laughs> him hold a towel to his nose he's literally just chatting up with yeah. them i love the one that hands him the towel that goes like it's sort of clean uh <laughs> oh yeah isn't that the woman melinda or something that fiona has beef with later yeah yeah oh the girl whose name changed like yeah. twice um back at the alibi v finishes closing up and goes upstairs starts winding down for the night it seems like she's been texting eddie who sends her a shirtless photo um oh and then oh my god the most heartbreaking scene of mickey dad i hate the scene oh my god he's mickey alone back at his house drunkenly stumbles around looking for he calls out for svet yev and iggy no one's home. I mean, he doesn't know that Svet and Yev moved out, and then Iggy's just not there. Um, while he's looking around for everybody, he, like, trips in the living room. Hits his face. Hits his face, he, falls like, on the floor, cuts his face. his yeah. face. 
and then sees like Ian's army jacket next to him on the floor. The reveal of that is like it it just looks like something that he's pulling toward him, and then you see the Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, cuddles it to his chest. So good. Seriously sad. Sad. And it's just like so dark yeah. and sad and cold. He's alone. And, oh, it's so empty. Fucking hate it. Like, oh, the house is dark. Yeah, he's got no one outside. Patsy's. Fiona sits on the curb, and Jimmy comes out and sits next to her. Fiona tells him that she does love him because remember in the last episode or two episodes before when he was like, "I love you," and she like wouldn't say it back. So Fiona's like, "I do love you," you know, and he says it back, and they were everything. It is oh, sick to me. The scene is so <laughs> like, <I> was, good, <laughs> so good. And she's like, and she says that she does really miss him. She does really miss their life together, but it's just like not who she is anymore because she doesn't like his un- like the uncertainty of being with him. She used you to know? like it. She's like, I, "You were the bad boy." Yeah. The crime and the and the danger and yeah, not knowing if he'd come home, you know. And he tells her that he canceled the trip because he'd give it all up for her. But I'm also like, well, remember how you enjoyed domestic life last time, Jimmy? Yeah. Like Yeah, literally. We still got Liam. She still's got fucking like another yeah. fifteen years. Like he was not having a great time being a housewife. Um But he yep, looks so good doing right? it. But he insists that she's it for him, but she says that she doesn't think he's it for her. So she says, you have to let me go. You have to let me let you go. And she is, Emmy is putting in the work. Yep. Soft crying. Yep. Like she, like just tears falling down her face, not like her legit sob. It was good. And he goes to kiss her, probably to like try to change her mind, but she turns away Mm -hmm. and this seals it for him. So he gets up. And he gets on his motorcycle, and he's like, take care of yourself, Fiona. And he rides away. I love he says, take care of yourself, Fiona Gallagher. And she says, you too, whatever the hell your name whatever is. Whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a wrap on Justin Chatwin. Yeah. Actually, God a wrap on him. damn it! <sighs> anyway. Officially. We're not done yet. At a post office presumably near campus lip gets an application to open up a p.o box for his mail um at the hospital ian paces the room running his hand against the wall and the other patients are super annoyed because he's keeping them up see i didn't read that as annoyed i didn't read that as annoyed i read that as them like observing him because he's like just observing yeah like they're they're just like witnessing this they're witnessing this happen like more concerned i thought i thought they were like kind of annoyed because they were like damn i want to go to bed like no, I read it as they were, like, witnessing, the, like, they, they've been here a while. They've been there. They've been the guy running their hand along the wall. And they're just, like, oh, watch, especially the okay. older guys, they're just, like, watching that happen. Like, the even the kid he talked to earlier, Ian's like, I'm not supposed to be here. And the kid's like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here either. It, and he says that in a way that's like, yeah, for the first week I also said I wasn't supposed to be here, but I am clearly supposed yeah. to be here. I know, I really liked that... Cameron put in the fucking work. This episode is incredible for him. No, mm-hmm. he did. He, I think he's, like, mumbling to himself as well while he's walking or something. Yeah. Um, Fiona is walking down the street, and Angela pulls up next to her. She apologizes for spying on her, like, for Jimmy. And Fiona apologizes for him canceling the Dubai trip. And Angela says, no, the client canceled that morning. Jimmy lied to her. Yep. And Damn. she says, Jack's a good thief, Fiona, but a shitty person. And I think 
personally, <laughs> that Fiona should have fallen into Angela's arms and kickstarted her lesbianism storyline. <laughs> You're so right. Yeah. <laughs> but that did not happen. So Angela leaves, pulls off. Yeah. Fiona is satisfied with her decision then to let Jimmy go she goes like, and continues walking home. Because like before She's she like, had right, sort of, of a resignated look on her face, and then she goes, Jack, and she kind of like laughs to herself and... Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that was the name he went by with Angela. Jimmy Steve Jack. End of an era. And then the end credits. And then the end cre- there is an end credit scene here. Yeah. Um, Sammy and Frank are walking back from the hospital. It's the next morning. He complains that she shot him. She waves it off. And she's like, she's like, none of your kids have ever shot you. And she, he goes, none of my other kids have ever shot me. And she goes, none of your kids have ever shot you because they don't care about you enough. <laughs> <laughs> She and then she goes. She's, she's like. So she's like. Real. I love you, Daddy. And then like pulls him in by his injured arm, and he like, and it hurts, and he doesn't say anything. And then she's like, I love you, Daddy. And he's like, I love you too, Sammy. <laughs> like through gritted teeth. And then I don't know what the end credits was. Some instrumental track. Yeah. There, there were a couple notable songs in this episode. Maroon um, Five, I believe. <laughs> the maps to lead to you. There was there was one called like Cherry. Blossom. No, that's not the right song. There were there was a notable song in this episode, but I cannot remember what it was. Um, next week on Shameless, Fiona tries to save her relationship with Gus. Lip is struggling to pay his tuition bill, so he turns to Kev and drugs to make some money. Ian is out of the psych ward and refusing treatment, and Carl gets into some trouble with the law. Ugh, this was a good episode. The next episode is a banger. This was a really good episode. Like... Yeah. It was well-balanced. Like, everybody had a storyline, and it didn't feel like anybody was stealing time from anybody else's. And, like, mm-hmm. everything hurt. Like, I, the, it, I, li- I really like it when the cast directs an episode. I really like it. They pay attention to the things that matter. I No, like, it feels more personal. Yeah. And, like, you can tell. Like, when Emmys directed an episode, you yeah. can fucking tell. When Shinola directed an episode... You can tell. Are those the only three think, characters that have William, directed? I think William, Emmy, and Shinola are the only ones that directed an episode. Yeah. Only ones, yeah. What fucking icons to be right? the ones to direct to? Imagine, like, Steve <laughs> Howie directing an episode. <laughs> I feel like, I think Cameron, like, wants to direct. I feel like. I think Jeremy could do it. I feel a good like it job. would get to his head. I think Jeremy <laughs> Cameron could. Cameron couldn't do it. <laughs> I think, I think if Jeremy, I think if Jeremy were to direct, he could not be involved in, in acting it. yeah i just think he does like too much work acting i think the same for cameron yeah they just they both prep so much that directing would just be a, a lot on top of yeah, it. yeah no i think cameron would cameron already spiles himself with every character yeah oh it was uh, it was so why good. is he bald right now right. i want to know what he's doing so bad who is he fighting why like what's he doing in that boxing he, ring? Like, yeah what? is he starting his boxing career <laughs> like let me look at he he's always been but no he also that's like what he does that's no he's he always been yeah he's yeah i'm gonna look at but like i would like to Instagram say once now. again he did this season being this version of ian while he was also actively being the joker times two like jerome he's 29 what a man i forgot how old he is i just i i this one like snuck up on me i didn't think i was going to enjoy this one as much as i did but this was a, a fucking excellent episode i feel like everyone's just doing something this episode and it doesn't feel 
like rushed. It doesn't feel, I feel over like There's so many yeah. episodes we yeah. watched like that where like there's so much going on, but like this episode there was so much going on, but it worked. Like it worked better, and I feel like everyone had way shorter scenes than normals, but it still yeah. flowed. I'm really excited for the Svetlana Kev V thing to start kicking off. Yeah. Svetlana was a little shit. Thruple. The fact that it lasts a good couple of seasons. Speaking of um, speaking of how old Cameron is, you know what shocked me? You guys, you guys remember Elise, whatever, who played Sa- uh Sandy Milkovich? Okay, she is married. Oh really? And has been married for like many years. Oh wow. How old is she? Uh, I don't know. Not like not I wouldn't say like many years, but um she's twenty nine and she does not have a Wikipedia page, but I do think she's been married for like probably five years at this point. Oh wow. Damn. Which I just thought was like I was like, oh wow, like did not expect that. She was in a Lumineers music video. <laughs> God, the Arctic monkeys name drop in this episode. So two thousand and fifteen of them. The Arcade Fire one, yeah. too. I was like, I'm laughing. Like, Oh, that's what I meant. The Arcade Fire one. Yeah. I was about to no, say, I was no, like, no. wait, I missed it was the, the Arcade, Arcade Fire Monkeys one. one. Okay. Yeah. This episode was so good. I like don't know what so more to silly. say about it. It was so good. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. I think we talked a good amount in between everything that we said everything we needed to. Lena, is your phone number going to stay? How are you going to? Can you text when you're in England? <laughs> wi-fi right i'm not sure yet i think i think so i think as long as you have wi-fi you'll be able to like i message us but i don't think and we'll be able to facetime i think just like calling yeah for sure i mean if my number will definitely be the same on like whatsapp and stuff um i'm not sure what i'm doing with my phone plan yet if i'm just like getting an inner like extending my current plan to international or if i'm getting a whole new sim card but i will definitely let you guys know so yeah, Lena's gonna be overseas, and we'll figure out. We will figure out how to do a podcast. If we could figure it out in Ohio, we could figure it out in England. It's fine. Yeah, we're all in a different state already. Yeah. What's a country gonna Come do? On. It's just a time difference. Yeah. Like... Uh, but thank you so much for doing all of this work this week. Lena did the notes, and Lena was our narrator this week. Fuck yeah, incredible! Boo, 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 thank you so much. We ha- we have a group chat, and I texted. I was like, hey, I haven't done the notes yet because depression and lena was like i'll do it i was like real yeah i just got out of my depressive episode let's go <laughs> let's go but we'll be back at some point uh lena from jolly old england uh and we will bring you the next episode we are almost done season five we'll get season five done in so the next close. six so months close. i believe that in us <laughs> yeah before before so lena gets yeah. back from england yeah we will be done with season I'll do it five from across the pond i'll speak in a little british <laughs> across the pond um, with your beans and toast we did we want to mention we got a really nice email oh my god we got a lovely email. oh yes, yes we did. i haven't responded to it yet but let me pull it up um shout them out rain i believe was yes rain name. they sent us a beautiful email from austria which was so cool that's really um, cool. Yeah, it was really nice. We, Amanda sent it into our group chat and we were all like crying over it. So yeah. whenever we get a nice message, we all just like cry in the yeah, group chat about it. Yeah, apparently listening to us is calming and they could do it for hours, which is so hilarious because all we do is scream for an hour. I know. All we do is yeah. yell at each other. <laughs> um, but 
yes, Rain, we saw your email. We haven't responded to it yet because uh, I forgot. Uh, because I'm sorry. But it was lovely and we very much appreciate it. And we love hearing from you guys. And Austria, wow, crazy. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Was it our last email from Australia. like another country too? <laughs> Australia. Get in, get in all of them. We're going in alphabetical order. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> thank you so much, Rain. Yes, Lena, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you, Rain. That was lovely. Thank you so much. And hey, if you guys ever want to reach out to us, you can email us at theluckwehadpod at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear what you have to say. You can say me- mean things. You Please can say nice say mean things, things. Whatever you want. <laughs> Actually, don't say mean things. Actually, no. I want hate mail. I want our first hate mail. I think, I think it's just luck we had pod right it's just luck we had pod at gmail.com or you can follow us on twitter at luck we had pod or instagram at luck we had pod and you can message us in any of those places that is also true yep uh yes and i don't do social media anymore you guys don't need to follow our own (laughs) socials but yep i don't know i'll post i'll post a selfie from time to time yeah (laughs) i tweet constantly especially now that the eagles are in the super bowl i also tweet constantly um i don't tweet you really I don't. Love I should. Tweet. I should. I should be tweeting. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I followed too many accounts on Twitter that when I'm in public, I cannot go on Twitter yep. anymore. If mm-hmm. you know what yep. I mean. So I might need to make a new account. I see what <laughs> so when I try to check Twitter and I see what I see, I go, oh, close just tab. scroll on the yeah. Left there's like on. a Twitter's Twitter. weird though. There's like a for you. Oh, tab true. On now. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know if I'm a fan. I feel like I've been missing a lot of my mutuals tweets. Me too. Okay. I know. I feel like I only get verified or ads. We should cut out before we start spiraling, but it was so yes, lovely do. sitting down with you guys again. It was, this yes. was such a good episode. I I so really good. enjoyed this. Um, when everyone's having a little bit of a crazy time, it, it makes an episode so enjoyable. Yeah. Like it wasn't too sad. It wasn't too happy. It was like right smack it meaty middle. you could dig into it meaty juicy yeah um so until next Alrighty. time we will see you guys later bye friends bye. Bye.